Brandon Russell and Sarah Clendaniel have been arrested on federal charges for conspiring to destroy energy facilities in Baltimore, Maryland. Russell and Clendaniel had been communicating with an FBI informant for several months prior to their arrests. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the True Crime Squad. I'm Christy Brower here with my sister, co-host and partner in crime, Katie Weaver. Hey, Katie. Hello. How's it going? Oh, it's going and going. You yeah. know how it does. <laughs> I'm just I'm really kind of riveted right now by uh, what's going on with the Alec Murdoch, uh, you know, trial and how wild this is. And also <sighs> how, boy, he just keeps proving exactly who he is. Doesn't he though? Doesn't that bit he, today with the, his uh, mother's caregiver. Yeah, and that he essentially tried to tell her exactly what to say, and that he'd help pay for her wedding. Yeah, he tried Holy to bribe shit, her. Oh, yeah. Wow. This guy has one solution for every problem, and it's money. Yep. Who? Yeah, money. I know. I was reading he doesn't that. Have. My God, this guy. It's just. It's just. And that the, that the uh, aide was like super uncomfortable with that, like, uh, no, I'm good, thanks. Uh, right. That's really weird. Why are you Why are you saying that to me? Well, the poor thing. She was so real and so scared in court today that you just yeah. wanted to run up there and give her the biggest mom hug ever. She looked terrified. Yeah. And then the defense made an enormous mistake by being mean to her. Well, and yeah, the jury looked like they wanted to kick his ass. Like, right? Like, what? This? Poor what are girl, you doing? She's just trying to tell the truth about what happened and mm -hmm. she's terrified and what the hell? Yeah. Wow. And she's just this very real down to earth. I, the defense, it couldn't have been a worse decision to yeah. be aggressive and mean to her because uh, everybody in that courtroom wanted to go protect her, including yeah. the jury. You could see that, the, you know, this did not go over well, but anyway, mm -hmm. that has nothing to do with our case today, except for that. Who? We're just keeping an eye on the Murdoch situation because it is yeah. shocking every day. Mm -hmm. Well, let's get to, we have so much for today. Oh my, speaking of shocking. So let's start with uh, some creepy crime, Katie. Mm -hmm. Well, some creepy crime happened in California in San Bernardino. Oh. On February 2nd, this man here, Mm -hmm. Entered the San Bernardino Police Department. He walked up to the counter, stood there for a minute, and then tried to put something on the counter that kind of looked like deceased animal remains and a lower jawbone. Uh, he did put them there and then left. Now, how he just, like, put these remains on the counter and then just dawdled out, I don't know. But he did. Busy and probably just a lot of people. I guess so. And officers then could not find him. And it turns out it is a human jawbone. Oh my God. He put human remains on the counter at the police department and then just wandered back out. <laughs> what the hell, what? sir? <laughs> I know. What? I mean, was this a confession? Did you find it? 
you freaked out after a minute when I should probably get the hell out of here. Like what, what is going on? I, I have a million questions about this, but uh, the San Bernardino police department is saying, Hey, uh, anybody knows this guy right here, we would really like to talk to him because we don't actually understand at all what's going on here. Right. And where did you get the jawbone, by the way? Just curious, you know. Kind of would like to know. Uh, they <coughs> described him as a Hispanic male uh, adult, 30 to 35 years old, 5'7", 160 pounds, full beard and mustache, <coughs> wearing a black hoodie and blue jeans. And they would really kind of like to talk to him. I imagine they would. So <laughs> that's creepy, I think. Uh it sounds like some of the remains he put on the counter uh, were animal remains uh, and then this human jawbone, which does make you wonder, did he find this? Did he dig this up on his lawn or something? And he's like, oh, shit, here you go. Um, if so, that was the wrong way to do it. Well, yeah. Hello. Why don't you make yourself look real guilty here? Right. We're... Really strangely. Right. Uh, have any grapes been robbed? Uh, I. It's crazy. Now, I'm very curious. I want to keep an eye on this because I'm wondering, uh, will they be able to identify the jawbone? Right. Is this a missing person or some kind of an unsolved case? Yeah. What is the deal? So, um, so there you have it. There's, that's all we know, but I think it uh, qualified as creepy crime. So I brought it to you guys so you could now lay in bed tonight and wonder what in the world is going on with that. Well, please let me confirm. Creepy? Yes. Okay. All right, I'm in. <laughs> well, uh, I think we're going to just continue the day on a pretty creepy beach, to be honest. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to kick the mic back over to you for our main case. Yes. All right. Well, let's talk about uh, these two domestic terrorists right here. This is Brandon Russell and Sarah Clendaniel. Brandon and Sarah have been arrested and charged with some really scary shit. Let me just say, Uh, they have been charged federally for conspiring to destroy energy facilities, particularly in Baltimore, Maryland. Now, really scary. uh, Yeah, because we know we've already had. You know, this happened in, what, North Carolina and Washington. We've Mm -hmm. had attacks on power stations that have, you know, in some cases, like, knocked power out for days. It's very scary and dangerous. And, uh, you know, there's been a thought all along that there were extremist groups involved in uh, in these attacks. Mm -hmm. And these two most definitely fit that bill. Oh, yeah, now, for sure. Let's, let's just state right now that they are not the they're not the sharpest terrorists we've ever met. <laughs> this, this seems uh, to be the case. Yes. Yeah. So they've been communicating online with each other. They don't live in the same. He lives in Florida. She lives in Maryland. Uh-huh. Um, they've been communicating online and they've yeah. they've actually started communicating back in 2018 when they were both in prison at the time. Uh-huh. They've both done significant time for a bunch of different crimes. Uh, 
Well, recently they started communicating with someone else who turns out to be an FBI informant. And they basically laid out their plans to this FBI informant, which I, I got to say, I find pretty damn funny. And I'm really grateful that we have, you know, FBI informants that are infiltrating like scary chat rooms and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm real, real glad it went down that way. And let's be a warning to you fools. You're not as cool and tricky as you think you are. Not even close. Right. But they weren't, whoever this person was, they really trusted them because they both have been talking to them. At one point, Sarah actually spoke on the phone to this person for like two hours. And frankly, they're both just jackasses. Mm -hmm. But let's talk a little bit about what their plans were. Yeah. So... They wanted to, um, they conspired to inflict maximum harm on the power grid in Baltimore. Mm. Uh, They had planned to attack five uh, power stations with guns. And we know that worked. That worked in North Carolina. Right. Like shooting them actually did knock them out. It worked. Millions of dollars um, of damage. Um, You know, this has it's been happening there's been some warnings from the from the um justice department that we have to keep an eye on yeah this particular issue because extremist groups are looking at this is one way to really hobble an area yeah their ultimate plan was not just to knock out these power the power grid in baltimore but it was to actually destroy the city yeah they wanted to destroy the whole city yeah so city, you know, just, you know, well, ultimately the country and then the world. So they are, yeah, they are part of an Adam Waffen division. Adam Waffen is a terroristic neo-Nazi organization uh, that came out of Iron March, which was another, which was the fascist forum that went offline in 2017. Um, which, wow, very terrifying. Yeah. Um, So here's what they say they're all about. This was on their website. What we are creating here is something that James Mason attempted to put into form, but because of circumstance, it never was implicate implemented. There's they're they're um, inspired by a lot of um, bad, bad dudes, including Mm -hmm. Charles Manson, if you were wondering. Oh, dear God. Um, until the year of 2017, when Adam Waffen Division discovered and met James Mason, Ryan and Vincent Snyder both agreed to help him publish his work. So they've gotten this crazy guy that is supposedly helping them. The group's ideology is neo-Nazi accelerationism. Accelerationists believe that the modern post-industrial society cannot be redeemed. Instead, they believe it ought to be driven into apocalyptic collapse so a white ethnostate or whites-only utopia can be constructed in its wake. Of course, oh my god, bullshit! Oh, yeah. unlike some other white power activists, accelerationists believe mo- modernity has reached a level of degeneracy and corruption that it cannot be rescued through mass movements or other political means. Instead, they favor a doctrine of leaderless resistance or diffuse sell structured networks for the purpose of engaging in terroristic acts. So this would include what they call hate camps or meetups where members actually train with weapons and film propaganda videos. We've seen groups like this doing this. This is a fairly young group. 
they fetishize violence and violence is the only vehicle for apocalyptic racial cleansing. Oh, um, my hell. Right. They're terrifying. Yeah. And one of the reasons they think that um, they were targeting Baltimore is because Baltimore is 62% black. So mm -hmm. Baltimore is a city that it has a black majority. Yeah. And so that is one reason that they think that that's what they were looking to do. Mm hmm so they were both charged today uh -huh. and they're being charged at the state level and at the federal level. And um, we're going to see it. This is all very new um, information. So there's a lot we don't know yet about how this is all going to go forward in the courts. Sure. Um, but fortunately um, they are off. They are, um, you know, out of the public eye now. Yeah. Um, we can be kept safe but i wanted to tell you some other things about them because there's some crazy shit here so he goes by the username homunculus do you know what a homunculus is no a homunculus is an artificially made man a fully formed human um some in, in the 16th and 17th centuries, they thought that an actual homunculus existed inside sperm. Oh, um, they're either also known as a diminutive human being or a human fetus. They're also um, thought to be made of clay and they aren't actual humans and that they can shapeshift and become anything. So he's oh. a homunculus. For the love homunculus. Of God. So she. Her um, username is Nithra. Nithra is a, I don't know, known as a pagan demon. Um, Nithra um, is the gate of no return. Um, let's see. Her attributes are works of terror and sinister destruction, psychic vampirism, necromancy, ego dis dissolution, nocturnality, Pain, sadness, regeneration, working with the death essence, attunement to chaos, change, dark, insight, wisdom, death, poison, and disease. So she's like the, the great and terrible destroyer is what she is really what her yeah, She's name just means. a great and terrible dumbass. Right. Yeah. But these Good names, Lord. when I saw these names, I'm like, hey, let's look them up. Because yeah. So That's we not know for nothing. So we know that they'd been co corresponding since 2018 when they were both in prison. They were both uh -huh. currently out. Um, he was in prison for um, improper storage of explosive materials and an unregistered device. So oh, some yikes. bomb making something. Yes. Um, her record includes arrests on uh, armed robbery where she wielded a butcher knife. Um, and some other things. I couldn't find a lot on her. There's still not a lot of information known about them quite yet. But but here is the craziest part, okay? He started their group of Adam Waffen with him and his three roommates in Florida. And they were looking at taking down the power grid in Florida. Uh -huh. Well, then one of his roommates murdered his other two roommates. Uh-huh. And uh, murdered, he murdered them because he decided not to be a neo-Nazi anymore, but he decided to become, he decided to uh, join Islam. And uh, so they were making fun of him. So he killed them. 
Oh my god. Oh, weird. And he's the only you know, he he didn't get killed, but you know, he was living with these people. Yeah. We're talking about some scary people here. So I'm sure that we're gonna learn a lot more. This is just mm-hmm. barely coming out to public knowledge. She did imply at one point that she may be dying of a terminal illness. And we, we don't know if this is true or not. Uh, she said that she told uh, the, the FBI informant that she wanted to accomplish something worthwhile before she died of a terminal illness. And her plan to accomplish something worthwhile was to destroy Baltimore. We're not talking about well people Holy here. Holy shit. No, not no. at all. You know, I don't think that it's probably that hard for well-trained FBI agents to infiltrate groups like this, especially online, by just supporting their confirmation bias. Right. You know, as long as they say some of the same dumbass stuff that they do, I would imagine it is not that hard at all to gain some trust and get your foot in the door. I would think so. If you're willing to... um you know, entertain their insane ideals for a while. Yeah. Yeah. But um, we're real glad that Brandon and Sarah or Homunculus and Nithra <laughs> are off the streets. Um, There's a lot of jokes I could make about Homunculus. I know. It I'm like, I've like heard that word before. I have to look that up. To me. Yeah. Yeah. There are lots of I, horror movies have had a lot of Homunculus stuff. It's said that alchemists could create a Homunculus and then the Homunculus could do their bidding. There's a lot of stuff around that. Uh, but Nithra, Nithra also is terrifying, kind of mm-hmm. a, like a great destroyer mm-hmm. energy. So we'll keep an eye on this and we'll let you know what we find out about these two geniuses. But I'm very mm-hmm. glad that they've caught them. But it scares me about how many other conversations like this are going on, how many right. other plans like this are occurring. Yeah. I read a thing last week about a family that uh, they're specializing in homeschool materials for neo-nazis oh yes i saw that because they just couldn't find any good materials for teaching children really i wonder why my god oxymoron ma'am that's why yeah oh gosh horrifying shit yeah well there you go homunculus and nithra they've been caught thanks yeah and with that, let's uh, let's hear about some weird crime time. Okay. You recognize this house right here? Kinda. Hey, you guys! Oh, Tony's house. Okay. Tony's house. Yes. Okay. The porch. Recently, because it just sold. That's right. This guy bought it. He's like, this has been my lifelong dream. It was like $1.65 million. The neighbors were mad because they don't want it to still be a touristy Goonies house. And, you know, it's been a thing, right? Right. Yeah, I'd heard some about that. Well, last week, this dude comes up on the steps and puts a dead fish on the step. Ooh. Then he takes a video of leaving the fish and of the house uh, and he leaves and so Goonie's house owner is unsettled and pissed right and that's a, kind of a, a, a death threat. threat yeah it's gross and, and he wants him <coughs> you know he wants to know 
at least what he's doing that for and, and maybe, you know, probably trespassing from the property or whatnot, right? Mm-hmm. Well, in the meantime, the police get a call. Well, two days after, actually. But uh, the, the Coast Guard gets a call that there is a boat that has been capsized. Ooh. And so they head out. They were actually out on a training mission at the time, luckily. And they made it to this yacht that was uh, in the middle of capsizing in the Columbia River. And they saved him. And it was kind of a, a rescue because the boat was trying to capsize and it was a, all this big thing, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, the Coast Guard, they come through. They, they save this guy by the name of Jericho Labonte. Okay. And they take him to the hospital. And the, the yacht, by the way, was called the Sandpiper. So they take him to the hospital for some treatment. He's not, like, seriously injured. But, you know, he did just uh, go through a capsizing boat incident. So, you know, sure. they uh, that's what they did. Once they uh, got him there, though, they discovered that uh, the boat was stolen. Oh, he was capsizing somebody else's boat? Yeah, he Yikes. was stolen from the port of Astoria. So the police uh, arrest him. And then, of course, they're able to also, uh, you know, slap him with some charges about the dead fish. He also had a handful of other charges slapped on him at the same time for, you know, that had to do with stealing the boat and some other uh, crimes he'd been committing uh, in the area. Mm-hmm. but. I just can't get over how funny it is that this dumbass steals a boat and then it sinks and he has to call the Coast Guard to come and save his ass. Right. And ends up getting arrested. That is really hilarious. That's that that definitely is. our story. You are bad at crime, today. sir. You should go straight. <laughs> <laughs> you are not good at this. You should probably just go work for the post office or something. Yes. So, uh, and this is Jericho right here. So Jericho is facing multiple charges. I would imagine those charges for stealing and uh, then, uh, you know, capsizing that yacht are not going to be small. Also, Jericho, Mm -hmm. if you're going to steal something, you probably better know how to use it. Uh, Because clearly you did not know what was up. Wow. So we still don't know why he left the dead fish or what that was about. Right. Uh, Way to bring attention to yourself right before you steal somebody else's boat. (laughs) Yeah, he was kind of on a little crime spree. So I'm curious to know if there will be more charges coming. Like, what else did he do while he was uh, out and about? But uh, at any rate, you know, if you're going to steal big ticket items, that's like stealing a helicopter and crashing it into the cliff. Because you don't know how to actually, uh, you know, fly a helicopter. Don't (laughs) don't do that. So anyway, Jericho, I hope you uh, have the day you deserve. (laughs) Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you for that. That's kind of hilarious, actually. <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah. I mean, you get what you get if you're out there being a dumb criminal. I mean, clearly, <laughs> this could have just been all of these stories should have been prefaced with dumb uh-huh. criminal. Mm-hmm. Because it was dumb criminal day here. On, it was. Uh, crime squad. What the hell is the guy with the jawbone? What the hell is he doing? We don't even also know if he's criminal. a criminal, but it was pretty dumb. Sure, acting like one. And why do you have a human jawbone, sir? Why? That is not something anyone is supposed to have. <laughs> I don't know. He Maybe he bought it off Marketplace. There was a um, guy uh, back east that had been investigated by the police for selling human body parts not too long ago. So 
God. First of all, why? But second of all, no, no, really still. Why? Yeah. Why are you selling them and who the hell's buying them? Well, there you go, guys. Sometimes in the true crime world, absolutely nothing makes sense. And that is one of the today. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us. This is our Tuesday episode. We will not have a Wednesday episode because we're going to have a very special third extra Thursday live episode. So we'll be back Wednesday night for our case updates live stream as usual. Then on Wednesday, we will actually be in court during the Daybell Ballo debacle. Mm -hmm. A lot of really interesting things are supposed to come down this week. We will be live booking, as Katie coined the term in our <laughs> Facebook group, which is a true crime squad podcast discussion group on Facebook. Come join us and uh, we'll be live live uh, updating that mm -hmm. throughout the, the uh, hearing. And then we will do a live stream afterward and go through everything that happened in the hearing. So that's a, so instead of a Wednesday episode, we'll have a Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. So That'd be great. Yes, it is. You know it. We are the True Crime Squad. Thanks for being here. Take care.